Hello, everybody, and welcome to Love Unlocks. It is Thursday, and we and it's one o'clock, and we are going live with this show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Love Unlocks is where we hear the inspirational stories of amazing people of how God's love has unlocked their lives, and it's brought to you by our ministry called Love Key, where our focus is ministering wholeness to families and. <clears throat> Excuse me, and unity to the body of Christ, and uh, we we try to do that through m music, through ministry, and obviously through interviews like this. So thanks for joining us. I can see you guys logging in from all over. Uh, it's great to see you guys. Uh, please leave your comments. Tell us where you're from, and uh, whether it's your first time checking this out, what you get from this. Uh, please give us feedback. And uh, as, as we go through this interview, you're more than welcome to also ask my guest questions or uh, if you have questions for me, you can do that as well. We'd love to hear from you guys. So today, I've got the privilege of, of speaking to an amazing man of God. First time I heard about him um, was quite a long time ago when I had just joined Every Nation Church and uh, it was still his people back then. And I just kept hearing about this man who is uh, standing up for family values, Christian values uh, with media and in all kinds of other platforms. And, um, and then a couple of years ago, we actually got to meet. I think the first time I met him, he did an interview with me for his program on television. Uh, he's an amazing man of God. He's, he loves Jesus. He loves family. He loves this nation. And through his organization, they are fighting for Christian family values. And they are <clears throat> doing some amazing work. And his name is Errol Naidu. You can see there I met him a few times. Uh, apparently he was wearing the same suit the day he, him and his wife took that photo. <laughs> I'm just seeing that now. Anyway, um, he's an amazing guy. Please welcome to Love Unlocks, Mr. Errol Naidu. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Heinz. How are you, brother? Great to be on this very well, thank you. Awesome. It's cold, it's raining, it's storming in Cape Town, but uh, I'm good. <laughs> Your roof is still on. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Yo, I, I woke up a few times last night from this wind. It was hectic, but uh, I thank God that we are warm and safe inside. And uh, just praying for those who are, who are not, doesn't have that privilege. Um, but thank you for joining us uh, you, all the way from Cape Town. I'm in Somerset West. This is how we do things now. Um, <laughs> you were just telling me that you're also doing interviews with people all over the place for your TV show. Um, that's, that's exciting times we're living in. Very interesting. But uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. And I, I'm, I have so much respect for you and the, the work that you do for the church, for the, for the nation, for families. And uh, so thank you for taking time to speak to us today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Heinz. So today I would love to, I always like to know more, especially people like, like you who stand up for family values. I'd love to speak about your family and, and how it all started, where you come from. Um, and so can you please tell us uh, just a little story of, of how you and your wife met and how, how you got married? When did you get married? How long have you been married? Uh, and how many kids you have? I know you're a big family man. Please tell us a bit more about your family. Okay, uh, so I got saved in 1994. Um, um, and prior to that, uh, my wife and I met um, when we were 17. Both of us were 17. We met in a nightclub. Wow. Uh, called, called the Galaxy Nightclub in a place called Rylands Estate in Aslone in Cape Town. There you go. Which Rylands Estate was like the Indian area. Only yeah. Indians could live there. Okay. Remember, we had the group areas, so Indians had to live in a certain place, colored people in a certain place, blacks in a certain way. So, um, and and uh, I grew up in Rylands Estate, and uh, my parents were Christian. Um, I, I grew up knowing about the Lord, uh, being taken to church, being in Sunday school. But as I grew, started meeting friends and going to nightclubs and all of that, I got into that kind of lifestyle. And at age 17, as I said, uh, my cousin and I went to this Galaxy nightclub in Rylands, which was the place. And uh, I met Arlene there. We were both 17, very young. And we started, you know, dating. Uh, we dated for almost eight years before we got married in 1985, on the 12th of December, 1985. Arlene got saved first while shortly after we were married 
Okay. I didn't get. I was in the nightclubs. My music, jazz, bands, nightclubs, events. That was my kind of lifestyle. All right. And uh, my wife was there for six years, and she played for me. Six years. And trusted. Wow. Six years. Yeah. Six years. Played for me for six years and trusted God for my salvation. And I was going, you know, she was serving the Lord, taking the children to Sunday school. And I was running around in nightclubs and coming home drunk. And so it was that kind of thing. Sometimes I used to go out on a Friday night, come back on a uh, Sunday evening. Wow. Um, drunk. Um, so that, that was my life. And, and Arlene was faithful in taking the kids to, to Sunday school and raising them as as, as um, Christians. Um while I was living that kind of lifestyle. But then, you know, things came to a head where Arlene just couldn't anymore, went to see a lawyer, sent me a letter, and I went to see the lawyer, and he was a Christian lawyer, and he, and he preached the gospel to me, and, and kind Amazing. of told me this, what, what God wants from me, and where my life is heading. Sure. And then I was sitting in an, an, um, a nightclub, uh, and, and God just showed me certain things and I went home next morning I went with Arlene went to East People Christian Church I gave my life to the Lord and and start the restoration process uh, and we had these pastors there that walked with Arlene and I for three years they just counseled us about how to restore your marriage after you've messed it up that badly yeah sure but there was a lot of things I had to learn um, and my, my, my life, what I believed about marriage and family and what a man is and all those kind of things, which was absolutely rubbish, by the way. <laughs> but I needed, I, I needed an infusion of the, of the Word of God in my life. So I went to Bible school and did three years of Bible school, which was the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And that, you know, just the entrance of, the Bible says the entrance of the Word brings light. Yeah. And boy, did did my life get the light? Sure. And but it was this pastoral couple that walked with us and 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 took the time and the patience to teach and help me most of all, and helping Arlene to to trust me again because that mm. was a big thing when, when a woman loses trust in a husband, uh, just to trust again. Yeah. But uh, we weren't on our own. We had God, the Holy Spirit, helping both of us. And through that process, uh, it was by revelation that God taught me the importance of marriage, the importance of family, what it really is to God. Mm. Not what we see it, what we think it is, but to God, what marriage really is and yes. what family is. Sure. And it was because of that revelation uh, that I, you know, the lights just came on. Wow. That marriage is actually from God. It's the most important human relationship we have in, on earth that symbolizes Amen. Uh, Christ's relationship with his bride, uh, the, the church, uh, and and how to take care of my marriage, how to take care of my family, all things that I took for granted and didn't really take care of, and God had to teach me that. And that's where Family Policy Institute was birthed, um, that my ministry comes from my experience, you know, the brokenness, the healing, God restoring me and my wife, and our family. And so it comes from that. So I've been there, done that. And so God wants me to go out there and help and teach people um, what marriage really is, how it matters to God, how it matters to men and women, to children, especially how important marriage and a stable family is. And then to work with government in policy, uh, to speak to men about being what a real man is in the sight of God. Mm. Uh, and it's not what we see in the media. It's quite diametrically opposed to everything the media tells us. But what manhood is in the sight of God, how important is a man a man is to his wife, his children, and to society. Yeah. Society is collapsing to their hands because of fatherlessness. Amen. Nothing else. It's just fatherlessness is just causing havoc all over the world. What we're seeing in America today, it's a fatherless generation because there's no father figure and we represent uh, the heart of god the mm. father heart of god when you take the father out of the equation you're taking god out of the equation and exactly. then you have chaos yeah we need god we need his word we need his direction and the men the fathers we represent that to society and we're lacking 
bad. And so we see what we're seeing today. So true. And uh, that's where my heart and yours really line up because I believe the biggest pandemic we are facing is fatherlessness. And, and, the, th and the, th the real root behind fatherlessness is a lack of the revelation of Jesus and having relationship with Jesus. Um, because Absolutely. he is the embodiment of a real man. His father with, with whom he is one is the father that is our ultimate uh, example. And, and with that not being uh, portrayed, living out, uh, being seen by the, the young sons and daughters, it's, it's so difficult. There's so much restoration needed. Um, on, with regards to your story, I would like to know what, what would you say through your process of restoration, you were obviously uh, like myself, you know, when we go through that process of, of uh, salvation and then restoration to what God's plan is for us, you are confronted with the lie you believed about God and who you are and then the truth of, of who He is and who you are. Um, how did you experience that process what what were what could you say were the main lies that you believed that got you stuck into the lifestyle you had and what were the truths that that you said switched on the lights for you uh, it was everything heinz because you know most people today don't realize that um they they their worldview is shaped by the media by the popular media mm. it's shaped by heart. It would. It's shaped by what we see on television, what we read in magazines, and we believe what we see. Yeah. And most people today are outsourcing their thinking. Yo. People don't. Good go, statement. You know, people don't. People don't research and check. Is this really true? You look at the Black, Black Lives Matter thing. Mm. How people latched on to that and just believe the claims these groups are making. You go in, you research it, you see it's a, it's a Marxist group. Uh, what they stand for, what they believe in, is quite horrific. Sure. And there's no Christian in their right mind that could ever endorse a movement like this. Because yeah. it's not about black lives. Yeah. It's about deconstructing the family. It's about promoting homosexuality. It's about dismantling the police. It's about pulling this down and destroying this. And I don't know Anarchy. how yeah. any Christian can uh, in stand uh, you know, with this when... God, our God is a God of order, of love, of peace, of healing and reconciliation. Yeah. But people believe it because they fed the lie and they don't go and, and, and think for themselves and research these things. So I, my worldview was shaped because I was in the nightclubs, you know, you know, how many women you can get and how many drinks you can have. And a, man, a real man is a man that can do and It's rubbish, complete and utter rubbish. Today, sure. when I think about it, I want to... <laughs> you wow. know, just that, that you could actually believe that. Yeah. But there's no other way of, of uh, transforming your mind and understanding who God is and who you are in relation to God other than the Bible. Yeah. That's the only book we have that is written, authored by God, and that gives us the truth. And so that's where the Bible says... Uh, that we need to renew our mind, not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but to renew our mind. And so one of the greatest gifts we have is, is a biblical worldview of having knowledge and understanding of God's word and being able to look at the world through the lens of God's word, always. So good. And that's, that's how we understand things from God's perspective, and we can live successful, victorious lives if we see it God's way, but not only see it God's way, that we do it God's way. Yeah. So for me, it was a process of many years of Bible school, the Word of God coming in. I had to um, uh, debrief. De de you know the term debrief? Yeah. Before you are briefed, you have to be debriefed. So all the, the junk had to be unloaded, uh, taken out, yeah. and then replaced with the Word of God. So it's a, a cleansing of the mind and then the truth coming in, the acceptance of that truth because, you know, a lot of people learn truth, but they don't really receive it. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and it doesn't change their lives because it becomes head knowledge. Oh, okay, I know that. Yeah. But knowing something um, 
and just knowing something is is not the issue here. God's word wants us to know it and to apply it so that it uh, change our hearts and our minds and our entire way of living and thinking is is transformed. But not just head not keeping it in our brains and and impressing people with what we know. Um, God wants it to change our lives, and that's what happened to me over the period of time as I went to Bible school. I was as I was counselled by by men of God and women of God in the area of marriage and family and and what a Christian looks like and lives like, that my life, as that word came in, my life began to change. Uh, I thought differently. I acted differently. Um, What was important to me, my priorities changed completely as a result of this unlearning and learning process of God's word. You know, I I used to believe, for example, that uh, my children were the most important, not my wife, because my wife could leave me, but my children are mine. Sure. And it was a, a pastor. I don't even know Gillian, Pastor Gillian. Yeah. Daniel said he's yeah, yeah. one of the leaders. He told me one. says, no, bro, that's not right. <laughs> he said, you know what? Get the, order. Marriage, Get the order right. Uh, your marriage is first mm. uh, before God. And and your marriage must be strong. It's your your marriage between you and your wife first, and then the children. Because remember, one day your children grow up and they leave the home, and it's you and your wife left. Yeah. That's so true. Right. So if you're putting everything into your children, and what happens that men and women do, they 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 put all their energy and time and effort into their children, and when the children eventually grow up and leave, get yeah. married in the home, then you have two strangers sitting there. Yeah. They don't really know each other because they haven't built their lives together. They, the, the, the children became the center of the life. Yeah. And I thank God for men like that. They just gave me nuggets like that and my life just changed. And now I know that my wife is, is my central focus. First, my wife, to love my wife as Christ loves the, the church. Yeah. And and to make sure it's solid, that it's happy, that it's stable, it is what God wants it to be, so that we can walk with God and hear from God. And then Arlene and I raising our children in the admonition of the Lord. And if our, our marriage is not right and strong, we'd never be able to raise our children to love God. Because they, you know, if our relationship with God is not authentic, our children will know it. And they will grow up in that environment and they will struggle to have an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ because we haven't modeled it. Yeah. Besides just, they have to see that we have faith in God, that we trust God. The storm comes, that we stand, uh, that we believe God. Uh, they all love the Lord. They all want to serve God. They're doing different things, but they've been raised. And in, in an environment, uh, most of what children and model, I think, has more of an impact on your children as they grow up because you, you sh- you're teaching them how to do life, how to walk with God. But the only way you can teach them that is by doing it yourself. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I was speaking to uh, I was speaking to Michael Louis two days ago, and he said a similar thing. He's uh, he says talk less and do more, because <laughs> kids yeah. kids uh, kids look at what you do and how you live uh, more than what they listen to what you're saying. And I can attest to that. I've got a ten year old, eight year old, and six year old, and uh, I think I you know I, I make the mistake of of sometimes saying what, that they should do one thing, but then I I would not model what I'm saying to them properly, you know. <laughs> and they they, exactly. they they catch you out on that. They go, yes, but Dad, you said I can't use that word. Why are you using that word? <laughs> and you go, mm, good point. You got me there. <laughs> we have to work on that. But uh, they keep you, I think they keep you... Yes. They keep you honest, and they keep they keep you on your toes, and uh, to make sure that that you, like you say, you and God and you and your wife must be in a good place, so you can raise up your children well. Um, and I, I, f- I find that be you know, just to say amen to to marriage first and then children. Uh, I find that when my wife and I are in a good place, my children actually feel safe. They feel this is this is how it should be. This is a good space. And uh, it's almost like I think that you could make the mistake of putting your children first and thinking that's the best for them because it sounds right, but then they end up actually not feeling completely safe and hedged 
by by the marriage um yeah mm. so so beautiful wow that's amazing i love to chatting about these things because i think it's so important and uh one thing that, that you mentioned that i'm thinking now and, and it's it's with uh, it's, it can get sensitive to speak about this because it's not about pointing fingers it's about figuring out what what may have been missed and how can we fix it going forward so you said you grow up in a christian environment and you went to church, had had ex, had certain examples, but your life still went in a, in a certain direction. Um, but then by God's grace, you got pulled back. I think that still happens a lot. Um, you know, people grow up in a so-called Christian home, but they're not necessarily born again, life-changed Christians. Um, what, would, what would you say needs to happen in church, in South Africa in general, for us to get away from that pattern and, and to really, you know, live out the truth. Because not everyone go to Bible school and get discipled and actually take hold of what they're being taught. Like you said, they, they've got a lot of knowledge, but not so much application. Um, what would you say to the church of South Africa, to Christians in general, what's the disconnect and how do we... How do we fix this? What would your message be to the church and to Christians about how, how we can make sure that we build properly uh, and, and build foundations according to marriage, discipleship, all those things? Yeah, so Heinz, I think the greatest weakness today is the family. It's the home. Mm. That's where most of everything is going wrong. Because, you know, the, the home is the first university uh, of life that children are exposed to. So good. And that's where they first learn, you know, the, the values of, of responsibility, the values of uh, consequences for actions, um, all of those things, honesty, integrity, all of that. So I think we're missing a lot of the teaching uh, in the home and and. A lot of parents are depending on perhaps the school or the church uh, to do what God has called them to do. Yeah. And if we strengthen the home, we're going to strengthen society because society is the foundation. Uh, the family is the foundation of society. Yes. Uh, somebody said, as the family goes, so goes society. So that is very true. And, you know, even if, our schools are like today what is happening in schools where you have sexual indoctrination, yeah. you have all kinds of wickedness coming into our schools. You get Christian guys growing up, Christian kids growing up in Christian homes, going to church all their lives. Once they eat university, they turn away from God because yeah. our universities now are temples to secularism and they're teaching children all the paganism and ungodliness that you can imagine and 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 children are just walking away from their faith why because they haven't been established in the faith properly in the first place yeah and the only people that can do that adequately as parents Amen. because god gives parents that responsibility he doesn't give it to the church it, uh, you know the, the sunday school he doesn't give it to the school or to any kind of any other institution, God gives the first responsibility to parents. It's always parents' responsibility to raise their children in the admonition of the Lord. In fact, the Bible says, fathers, do not exasperate your children, but raise them in the admonition of the Lord. Yeah. So it says fathers. Why? Because God puts the man at the head of the family, Yes. Uh, the head of the marriage. Is the prophet, priest, and the king is responsible to God for his marriage and his family, and he must see that his children are raised in in a certain way to know God, to honor God, and and so that's why the Bible says fathers, and 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 that's why society, uh, Heinz. If you look at society today, it does everything to diminish and belittle the role of the father and men in general. Yeah, in absolutely. Gen yeah. They, Entire attack of today's culture is directed at the father. Yeah. Why? Because God puts the father at the head of the marriage, is the is the spiritual role model and and the man that between Jesus and his family, is the one that must pray, must take care of his family, be the role model 
yeah. uh, be the prophet, the priest, and the king uh, in his family, and he's answerable to God. Yes. Now, if you take that man out of the equation, you can imagine what's going to happen. What's yeah. going to happen to that marriage? What's going to happen to that family? And then what can happen to society? Yeah. So you can see the attacks of, of this culture is against the man. You, you watch every sitcom on TV. Uh, the father's usually the goofball, the stupid guy, corrected by his wife, corrected yeah. by his kids. You know, he's belittled, he's diminished. And, and so the father figure has taken a battering in our culture, and it still is. And uh, today there's all kinds of movements, the feminist movement and the sexual rights movement and the transgender movement. And mm. every kind of movement has been elevated above uh, marriage and family and fatherhood and motherhood. All yeah. of these things is being diminished and being deconstructed. Now, obviously, so that is a tactic of the enemy because once you destroy marriage and family, you destroy all of society. Yes. You can have governments and governments can have government programs and they can put billions and billions of rands into uh, all kinds of projects. And they do. And they do. <laughs> and and they it's a black it. hole. Yeah. It's a waste of money because Absolutely. you can't fix a society when, when, when it's littered with the debris of broken marriages and family. Sure. You can you can do whatever you want to do. Everything suffers. Everything is dysfunctional. Everything yeah. breaks down because God started with a man and a woman in marriage and he blessed that. Mm. And from that came so the good. family and God blessed that. Yeah. And God said multiply and increase. And the family is the unit that God uses to transmit godly values from one generation to another. That's why the family is so important. Yes. Men and women are to raise their children, teach them about the Lord, and then pass that from one generation down to another. Amen. And, and when the family breaks down, obviously it's Im impossible to do that any longer. You can't, you can't pass down values. Yeah. And so it's lost. And what happens? We have all these individual broken people. And you see what we're seeing, the riots, the burning, the crime, the theft, the everything yeah. is a, it's all a result of broken, dysfunctional families. It's young people with no clue of who they are, yes. where they're going. They've got no identity because most of them don't even know their father. Yeah. And that's the, the, the issue in the African-American community today. That is the issue. Fatherless, fatherlessness is the number one issue. That's why there's so, so, so much high crime rates about, uh, amongst African-American males. Um, uh, you know, they talk about white cops killing black uh, men, but it, it's less than 1% chance of a white cop killing an African-American male. But an African-American male killing another African-American male, that's about 93, 94%. Sure. So that's where the, you know, homicide is the number one killer of African, no, no, it's the second killer of African-Americans. The number one is abortion. Yeah. And, and you've got this Black Lives Matter movement that, that is attacking white cops and racism and all these kind of issues when the big issue is broken family, fatherlessness, yeah. uh, abortions. Those are the issues, and yet they, they stand for the deconstruction of the family. Yeah. They're against marriage. Uh, you know, they're pushing all kinds of other agendas, and you must think, wow, how crazy is this? Is this? Because yeah. if you really cared about the lives of black people, you want to restore the family. Amen. You want so to good. get family. You want to get fathers back in the home to to love and take care of their children and raise them and to give them better opportunities. That's what we need. Yeah. And that's what is the problem in society today, Heinz, because it's the same year as it is in America. It's the same everywhere. When marriages come apart and break down and families break down. And and children grow up in this dysfunctional environment. Um, broken families produce broken people. Yes. And we have societies full of broken people. Our churches are full of them. And even the church struggles when you have all these broken families and, you know, pastors and leaders are dealing with the, with the fallout mm. of family breakdown and dysfunctionality because it's huge. And the impact, even on our economy, yeah. government is spending billions and billions on welfare, single single parent homes and and drug addictions and alcoholism and all kinds of issue that result from broken families yeah uh, 
And if we put a lot of effort and energy and money into restoring the family, we won't need so much money for welfare uh, and rehabs and all these other things. Preach it, brother. That is, that is so true. For this. That's, that's what I've been trying to get across as well. And I think the, the big question is how? Because I'm completely in agreement. The, the enemy, his mandate is to kill, steal, and destroy. What? The kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It's people. And people according to God's plan. And, the, the, and Satan knows God's plan. Because he was in heaven. He saw everything. God's plan is man, marriage, family. So if you're the enemy and you've got a mandate to steal, kill and destroy the kingdom of God, which is God's people, who are you going to target the most? The man. Absolutely. Yes. And, and it's, it should be obvious to us that that is exactly what he's doing. But he's the prince of lies. And... Uh, or the father of lies. And, and the thing about a lie is that you don't know that you're being lied to until someone shines the light and you choose to let the light shine. If you don't choose to let the light shine, you will, you'll stay in that darkness and think, I am in the truth. Because, I mean, we've got people saying yeah. my truth and this truth and the universe and all kinds of things have become the truth, but they've lost the one who is the truth in the process. Absolutely. So now... I mean, we've stated the problem. We've stated what, you know, but how do we, how do we as the church of God, how do we fix this? How can people be part of the solution, do you think? Well, um, by, I think the church has to lead in the area of family, marriage and family restoration, because I think God has given us the ministry of reconciliation, the Bible says. Yes, and, and it is really our role. Government is not going to do this because uh, government comes up with uh, programs and puts money into this, money into that, and they create bu bureaucracies yeah. that, that just cause more problems than it, than it's all. Yeah. Um, so it, the church has to lead here. And it starts, we, we've got to start it with the basics. We've got to start where God started, and that is man and woman in marriage. And we have to start at the family level to begin to restore and build um, and strengthen the family unit. I think a lot of our efforts should be going and teaching men and women about marriage, what marriage really is from God's perspective, because they have a very skewed idea. They're watching the bold and the beautiful and all kinds of rubbish, and they're getting their teaching from that. Yeah. And we have to, to teach parents, you know, if you have parental classes, um, there's so many single mothers. Yeah, only 35% of children in South Africa live with both parents, biological parents in yeah, South Africa. It's, 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 it's majority single-parent families. Mm. And that means that most children are growing out without a father figure in the home. Yeah. And we should be finding solutions for that where men can act as father figures to young boys and girls that are growing up without a father. But, to, uh, but very importantly, a godly role model. Yeah. This is, this is where the, the, the effort and the attention should be focused because that's where it's going wrong. Now, I look at my family. I've got three children, my wife and I. We have a, a daughter, Jill, and she's married to Michael. I've got two children, Alex and Connor. And then I've got my, my eldest son, Jay, married to Aniska. They have a daughter, Imka. I've got my youngest son, Jared. He's married to Missy. I've got a daughter that I had before my marriage, Lana. And she has a daughter, Caitlin. So this is my world. My four children and my three grandchildren. Four grandchildren, sorry. We should say and, Opa Errol. That's right. <laughs> and I put all of my, my, my world is my family. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm there. My wife and I, we, we make sure that we pray for our children every day. We pray for our children. We pray for our grandchildren. God's will be done. Mm. We're always talking to them, and we know what they're busy with. So my, my eldest daughter, Jill, and her husband, Michael, they, they started a ministry called the Father's Heart Community Development. Beautiful. And, and they're going to be building a center to take care of orphans and vulnerable children and restoring families in an area outside Durbanville called for Santa Claus. Wow. It's a huge vision, but they're stepping out and they're doing it. And you yeah. know why they're stepping out and doing it? They believe God that... God wants them to do it, and they're going to do it because they watched my wife and I start a ministry 12 years ago. They watched us trust God and build from scratch mm. and, and go through sacrifices and, and storms, but 
stayed faithful to the vision of God. They've seen that. Now it's in them, yeah. and they feel they are equipped to do it because they saw it happen. You sure. understand? Yeah, so then, good. Then my eldest son, Jay, is married to Aniska. He's a businessman. He started a solar business. He's doing well. But his heart is to be a kingdom financier, to, to, to pour money into the kingdom of God and to, to finance the work of God. Awesome. And he, want, he wants to make millions to be able to do that. And he's on his way there. He's a su successful businessman. Um, and, and, but him and his wife, Aniska, their, their eyes are focused on the Lord and they want to serve God first and foremost. So My good. youngest son, Jared, is an advocate. Uh, he's married to Missy and he too. He's, he's, he's training, he's, he's reading up everything on, on, on um, uh, Christian apologetics. He wants to defend the kingdom of God, religious freedoms. Uh, he's doing his master's in law, then he's going to do his PhD in law, but he's, he wants to, to stand up and be counted for the law, to be a warrior in God's hands, mm. him and his wife. And so he sold out to that. And then my, my, my daughter, Lana, and her uh, daughter, Caitlin, uh, Lana also uh, serving God, wants to serve God. And, and whatever she, she's in the beauty business, but she's always looking for an opportunity. Lord, how can I serve you? What can I do for you? Yeah. So all of them, our family, where did they get that from? We never sat down, Heinz, and taught that to them. Yeah. You must do that. You must be there. They watched us. They watched Arlene and I, right? And how we served God, how we repaired our marriage, and how we started this ministry, and how we sacrificed for it, how we went through trials, and how we overcame the trials. They saw it. They experienced it. But most importantly, they saw God's faithfulness in our lives. So good. Saw it. They witnessed it. Nobody told them about it. They never read it in a book. They watched their parents. And now it is in their lives. It's embedded in them. So they can serve God. They can do anything for the Lord because they saw their parents go through it. Mm. Now that, Heinz, is what I'm talking about. Yeah. But we want to teach our children, but we don't do the things that we're teaching sometimes. And they see that, you know, children see the hypocrisy of our words and our deeds don't meet. We say, you know, like if I had to tell my son, this is the way you talk to your wife and take care of your wife. But they, don't, they see me, I don't do that to my wife. Yeah. Right? So they see, but you tell me to do one thing, but you're doing a different thing. So that is hypocrisy, and that's what sort of uh, reduces trust and brings, you know, lack of integrity. And then children, like, okay, I don't believe this thing. It's not authentic. Wow. But children need to see as they're growing up in their home authenticity that husbands and wives, first and foremost, love each other, take care of each other, stand together, and, and lead so their children can follow that example. So my children in their marriages uh, learned how to take care of their marriage because they learned it from my wife and I. Mm. That's the only way. Uh, you can teach all you want to. We, we sometimes think we send our children to church or to Sunday school, they're going to do the job first. Yeah, I know. It, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It really doesn't. Because if, if you're not doing it, if you don't take the time and the energy and you don't put the sacrifice and the sure. time in to raise your children, but to model it, to show them. And when you make a mistake, you tell them you've made a mistake, you ask for forgiveness That's and you move so on. That's so important. Uh, sure. Because uh, you're teaching them that too. And, and, and that it's not all a bed of roses. You know, everything yeah. is not hunky. You know, when you're serving God, you're going to face um, obstacles. You're yes. going to face storms. But God always takes you through it. God is faithful. And I think that's what built into my children and my grandchildren. They all love God. They all serve the Lord. And it's because they watched and they saw this. And they, they, they're more convinced about God because of our relationship with the Lord. What we had to go through. And they said, no, this God, he is faithful. We've seen him come through for our parents time and time again. Sure. Even though our parents are, are, are not perfect, uh, they flawed people, but, but God is faithful. So good. And, and God walks with us and he teaches us. And, and when we mess up, you know, he's there to pick yeah. us up, cleanse us and say, let's, let's keep on moving.
And so they've seen this wonderful, compassionate, loving God. Mm. Um, and they're saying, I want to serve a God like that. That's amazing. And that's what they're doing. And that's what we need, Heinz. We yeah. just need that teaching to be in churches today. Guys, marriage and family, that's the important thing. That is the foundation of society. We're teaching about how to make money and have a big house and have the car and the this and the that. We're teaching all these kind of things, but it's not helping people um, when we, if we don't get the basics right, yeah. like marriage and family and raising our children, looking after our, um, our, our wife and our husband and, and, and being godly examples even to others, uh, if we don't get that right, um, we won't we won't get out of this mess. And and Heinz today, if you look at this society, it is a reflection of the church. Yeah, it's what South African society is. It's a reflection of the church. Hectic. So we 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 are suffering of a, a spiritual and a moral deficit in South Africa. Yeah, and the only body that can turn that around it, it starts in the church. Because that's God's plan for society is is His church. Yeah, we we need to lead by example. Yeah. So if we start in the church and we start getting these things right, the basics, uh, we we can begin to see the outflow of that in society. Uh, you know, churches can even have marriage enriching classes and and parenting classes, inviting the the people in their community into the church and just teaching them and giving them God's word. And yeah. so many people desperately need it. Uh, it's such a lack in our society today. And if churches took up that responsibility and put the, the, the focus where God has the focus, mm. it's marriage and family, uh, we, we, we begin to start seeing the restoration of society. Because again, you know, I did. I, I, I see research Heinz uh, all the time, not only from here but around the world. Um, most of the social ills that we're grappling with in society today is linked back to the breakdown of family. Everything. Yeah. That's where it starts. I totally so agree. If, yeah. So just logically, if everything is going wrong because families and marriages and families are breaking down, hey, what about? Putting our focus there, let's yeah. resolve this thing, get this right, then we don't have to deal with this mess that is confronting us in society today. Absolutely. I th you know, if, if we can, you know, if we spend half the money and energy on restoring family as we are on all the social injustices and illnesses that stems from the broken family, then we can see a new world in a generation from now. That's what I truly believe. You know, if, if we do it a good job now, we will have less children to feed and protect in 20 years, 30 years from now. But we need to raise up fathers and mothers who love Jesus and who knows, like you say, what marriage really is, what parenting really is, according to God, to, to get trained in that. And it's, it's actually quite scary that, you know, there's some there's basics that needs to be retrained and like you said you need to debrief from the world's way and be briefed in god's way and but that i think there's a sad part of that for me because if if i spent most of my childhood going to a church on sunday and i don't know these things then there's something missing and you know i'm going to use your term you said people outsource their thinking uh, I think they also outsource, like you say, their children, the raising of their children, the spiritual and the educational raising of their children. I mean, from a young age, for example, my, my now 10-year-old, when he was four, he wanted to become a paleontologist. And he could say that, I want to be a paleontologist. Why? Because every book and story he was watching was about dinosaurs and fossils. And, and I had to teach him that there wasn't billions of years and evolution in a Big Bang theory. That is just a theory made up by humans who don't believe in God. And, but every textbook he picks up talks about evolution and billions of years. And I have to go, that is not the truth. This is the truth. And, you know, I did research. I spoke to Christian scientists who have, you know, the, 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 the biblical perspective on that. And it was just so good to see that from a young age, I could lay that foundation. So now when he sees it, he goes, that's not true. That's true. And, uh, and that's the kind of stuff we need to get into and talk about. And I think that's so important. Last night, I was chatting to friends who, who said they're so frustrated. They feel like they're the weird parents 
because they won't allow their kids to play Minecraft and uh, go online to play uh, Fortnite because there are these things and these things in the games that they just don't agree with. And I said to them, I'm completely with you. That's insane. You can't let a child play those games. And they went, I'm so glad someone agrees with me, you know, because they feel like all the other parents are just allowing these things. And, and it seems like there's this fight for our children's hearts and minds. And if we don't stand in the gap as the fathers and the marriage is solidly in God, then we're going to see more of what we're seeing right now. Absolutely. And I think you raise a very important point there, Heinz. Look, if we're not deliberately teaching our children, then somebody else is going to do it for exactly, us. Exactly, yeah. So we must be aware of that. But there, there's, there, for example, in schools now, you've got the comprehensive sexuality education. Mm. Western Cape uh, government is bringing in the sexual orientation and gender identity. So there's all kinds of groups coming in to teach your children. Sure. To warp their minds. Wow. To twist their minds. And, and the Bible warns us against this. Um, so if we don't fill our children's minds with the truth, with mm. the Word of God, somebody else is going to take that gap and do it, right? Yeah. So we have to teach children. Because, you know, they, they talk about the U.S. Treasury Department in the United States. Uh, their job is to, to, to detect counterfeit um, yeah, and and the way they train them is that they have to study the the uh, authentic original bowl and study it so closely and carefully that they they know every facet of it, so that if they see a counterfeit dollar bowl, they will recognize it immediately with their own eyes. Even yeah, because they know what yeah. the real thing is. Sure, because they know the real thing. They they've been trained so well in the authentic dollar bill that mm. they know the fake immediate even when they hear if you if you rustle it between your fingers they will say that's a fake yeah right? wow. so they are trained like that and that's how we have to train our children sure to know the authenticity of who god is yes to understand god's word the 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 the, the, the word of god everything he teaches us what Male and female is what marriage is from God's perspective. What yeah. is the family and why did God, uh, uh, you know, create the family? What is its purpose? Mm. What is the role of men and what is the role of women in marriage? What, are, they, are they competing with each other or, or do they complete each other? So good. Uh, what is feminism and what is all these things that the world is throwing at our children? We have to teach them. Yeah. And once we teach them, the reality of God's word, then they know what truth is. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the knowledge of that truth will set you free. Amen. Set you free from what? From deception. So never mind what the world throws at our children, because we can't always hold on to them. Our children's going to leave home. They're going to go to universities. They're going to interact with other people that are not Christian. But if you've drilled them in the word of God and you've taught them well, and that's what the Bible is talking about. Fathers, do not exasperate your children, but raise them in the admonition of the Lord. Mm. It also says that uh, train up a child in the way he must go, uh, but, and when he's older, you will not depart but, from uh, him. Why? Because you've trained him. Mm. You've given him the truth, and that truth cannot be denied because it's God's word. It's the truth. Yes. And it's a parent's responsibility, not the Sunday school, not, the, school, not the television, not yeah. anybody else. So you cannot abdicate that responsibility because God has only given it to the parents. Amen. So you raise your children, you train them in the Lord. So good. And when they grow up and they go and they face the world systems, they're strong in the Lord. Nobody can take that from them because what you've deposited, God will protect. Mm, amen. Here's the problem. If you haven't deposited, what can God do for you? You know, there's this wonderful scripture in Psalm 11 verse 3. It says, when the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Sure. Right? When the foundations, if, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yeah. Marriage and family are foundational institutions. God's word is our foundation. It is being attacked. It's being vilified. Mm. It's being taken apart by a world system that is in contradiction to it. Yeah. And if we don't defend that word of God, if we don't walk in that Word of God and we don't teach children the reality and the truth 
and the reliability of that word of God. Nobody else is going to do it. And yeah. that's why we have so much problems. Heinz is that people are leaving us up to all kinds of other groups to, to raise their children. Yeah. And, 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 and we're seeing the results of that because God has never given schools and, and even churches that responsibility. God has given it to the parents first. Um, the churches supplement and the schools. They can only reinforce what parents have put into their children. Yeah. So like when my son Jared is an advocate when he was at law school, when the lecturer taught something and contradicted God's word, it said something, you would challenge that lecturer. So you so were a troublemaker. Why? Because you <laughs> were schooled in the word of God and you can't, you can't come to my children yeah. or my grandchildren. You can't come to them. Nobody can come to them and tell them about um, billions of years and 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 Big Bang and 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 gender this and that. You can't tell them because we teach our children it's God's solid. word. Yeah. It's solid and mm. we're doing it with our grandchildren and if God keeps me around here long enough to see my great-grandchildren, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to serve God first and foremost, my wife and I, in teaching our children and raising them in the Lord because it's the Amen. most important assignment yeah. He's given us. So good. Not you know, I, I, when I speak at, at men's conferences, this is what I say, ask them. What's the best gift you can give your children? And they will say, good education, leaving them an inheritance and all. I've said, no, love your wife. Sure. Men, love your wife. So good. Children, a loving, stable family. Love your wife. Show you love your wife. Be um, loving and, and affectionate with your wife. So ch your children see that, that mom and dad love each other. That's the greatest security you can give a child. So good. Amen. If they grow up in a poor home with little things, that doesn't matter. But if they grow up in a strong, stable, loving home, yeah. that's the greatest gift you can give them. So good. I, I once heard someone say, if you don't teach your children to love Jesus, someone else will teach them not to. That's right. And, and that's... That's such a big thing, and, and uh, yo, I'm just, you know, I know everything you're saying is true, and uh, I, uh, I've had it as values. Today, I just feel like it's being solidified, and um, I feel so encouraged and emboldened to keep doing that, to do it even more. Uh, so, yo, thank you for that. Thank you for passionately fighting for this. And uh, if I can just add something, I would say, you know, we can't teach our children something we don't know. We can't lead them somewhere that we haven't been. Yes. So it's so important for us as, as parents, you know, we can only teach them what we know. So we need to spend our time with God. We need to spend our time learning, uh, being discipled, being trained up ourselves so that we can then deposit that into our children. If, if, you, know, if you weren't blessed with, with parents yourself that trained you up well, you need to then you know, proactively in a healthy way outsource the, the necessary teaching to, to get yourself in, the, in a good position to be that teacher for your child um, and that's I think there are great resources that we all can can tap into but it's important for us all to to do uh, to do what Jesus said not just listen to what he says but to do what he says you know we need to train ourselves up as parents so that we can train up our children well so that we can see a fathered next generation um, so that that was my final thought and, I, and then I just wanted to ask uh, first of all thank you so much um, for, for being with us today Errol I really appreciate you and, and thank you for what you're doing um, I, I believe that your passion has ignited passion in others as well today and that we will there will be more of us um, standing up for for godly family values not just say it but actually live it out ourselves and if we have an opportunity to stand up for it, to stand up for it, and that, I, I want to honor you for that, for not just staying behind the scenes and, and, and focusing on your own family only, which is, you, you said, your first priority, but, but also ministering it to other people, saying it out in the open and, and, and coming out against the lies of the enemy. Uh, thank you for that. You, you encourage me and inspire me to do the same, and I hope uh, it'll happen for other people as well. Uh, uh, I, I'm also praying for a church that will be relevant where it matters. Um, but yeah, please pray for those watching and listening. Please pray for our nation. And then I will end off with a prayer as well. 
Okay. Uh, before I say that, something you raised there, uh, before I pray, okay. something you raised there is so important. Somebody said this, and I think it's so important that we should write on our walls and keep on a plaque or something. But he said that we, we teach what we know, but we impart who we are. Sure. That's so good. it's so, so, so important who we are because mm. that's what we impart to our children. You teach head knowledge and people sometimes forget or remember 10% of what you teach them. But they always remember who you are, what you impart into people's lives. Mm. So we teach what we know, but we impart who we are. So, so let us pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne of grace to thank you, to praise you, to honor you. And to glorify your name because of who you are and what you are to us, Lord God. Mm. We thank you for your death on the cross. We thank you for the sacrifice you've made for us. Even when we were sinners, Lord, you died for us. Mm. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you rose on that third day. And Lord God, you set us free. Mm -hmm. Every Amen. single human being has eternal life if we put our faith and our trust in you, Lord yes, Jesus. Lord. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this discussion. We thank you for marriage. We thank you for family. Yes. These are your institutions, God. You yes, give Jesus. it to us. You bless these institutions, and it's for our benefit. It's to, mm. to help us as people, God. Uh, Lord, you put the solitary in the family, your word says. And we thank you for marriage. We thank you for family. Lord, I pray for every single person listening to this um, this interview, uh, Father, that those that's going to listen to it when it's played on other platforms, God, that you would speak to them. If, yes. they, if they're struggling in marriage with marriage issues or family issues, I pray, God, that you would speak to their heart, mm. Lord, that you would help and guide them. The way you guided me and, and Arlene and, and restored our marriage and family, I pray, God, you would do the same for others. Those that need you, Lord, I pray that you would meet with them at the point of their need. And we pray, God, that you restore marriages in this nation. Yes, Lord. That Amen. you restore families. Pray, God, that you raise up your church, stir up your church to greater works, that your church will once again be the salt and light to the nation. Yes. Um, advancing your kingdom, Lord, and, yes, and promoting, speaking your word in, in dark places. Mm. We pray, God. For South Africa, we pray for every marriage, every family. Mm. We pray for children, broken, hurting children that need you, Lord God, that need the Father heart of God. Yes, Jesus. We pray, God, for your mercy and your grace to be poured out in this Thank nation, you, South Africa. Yes, Lord. We need you, Lord, more than anything. Mm. We need you, even amidst this time of lockdown and pandemics and crisis. Mm. We need you. We see, Lord, that man have failed us. Governments have failed us. Mm. Human institutions have failed us. Yes. But you, Lord God, will never fail us. Amen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word remains. So we put our trust in you. We put it, our trust in your word. We put our trust, God, in your love and your goodness. And I pray, Lord, that you would guide us. Every person listening, whatever their need is, Lord, I pray that you would meet that need and that you would guide us that we, Lord, would restore our marriages and our families, that we will be role models and godly examples to mm. others, that they may know you, God. Bless them, Lord. Thank you for the work they're doing, God. Thank you, Errol, for joining us today. You're in such an uh, inspiration. Um, and I just want to pray for him. Lord Jesus, I just want to pray for Errol. I want to pray that you bless him and his family and his ministry. I thank you that you will take them to greater heights as a family. And as their ministry will also, that their ministry will also grow, Family Policy Institute, we bless that institution. We ask you, Lord, that you take it from strength to strength and glory to glory, and that they will be able to influence even more people's lives. Uh, thank you that you bless them, protect them, and guide them. I'm sure they get many attacks of, from many sides. But, Lord, we thank you that you bring your hedge of protection around them, that you put your wall of fire around them, that you bring your angels around them, and that you cover them with the blood of Jesus and, and with uh, the... the the, the whole armor of God, Lord. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry for all the technical interruptions. We did our best. Uh, but thank you for sticking with it, listening, watching. We really appreciate you. I want to encourage you to go to, uh, to the to Family Policy Institute's website. 
to be, get the to sign up for the newsletter, see what they're busy with, see how you can help. They also have a donation page on their website where you can go and donate and be part of what they're doing. I really believe in what they're doing and how they're making a difference. Please help uh, Errol Naidu and his team. They also have uh, TV shows on on Faith Broadcast Network that you can check out. It's called Wow, uh, Watchmen on the Wall, and there's also Salt and Light. So check that out, please. And uh, we've been speaking about marriage the whole time and family, and my wife and I really believe in this as well. This is why we have the Let's Talk Marriage Seminar that's happening on Thursday evenings, a live stream of that. We're doing it again tonight. Tonight, I'm going to focus specifically on men, and we're going to talk about baggage, the stuff that life has thrown us thrown at us and that we have to deal with and uh, next week my wife will speak about baggage for the ladies but you're welcome to join us you can get your tickets at uh, on Quicket. The, the link is in this post and you can then go get your ticket and then come to the private Facebook group on Facebook called Winkler's Let's Talk Marriage and we will sign you up and you can be part of tonight's discussion you can go back and watch the first two sessions and join us for the rest of the, the 10 weeks that we're going to be doing this so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being part of the solution in this nation of making marriage and family God's way first. And let's be part of that. Let's be part of training our children well, of loving our spouses as well. And know that God's love can unlock anything in your life for, for what His original plan is. So thank you so much again. We love you. We appreciate you. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.